Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Chases! Danger! It's Action Highway and anything can happen! You get a motorific truck and squad car. You get the crossroads complete with remote control switch so you always control the action. You also get the speed trap. When you race past the billboard, a squad car automatically zooms out to chase you. You get the treacherous passing lane. And you get breakaway bridge. A car can make it over. But if you don't switch your truck... Anything can happen on Action Highway... This is Super City, by day and by night. It's the city you build fast and easy. The city where the action never stops. You get building frames and panels. They are snap to put together. You also get a water fountain and two spotlights. Build a skyscraper or a cattle ranch or just about anything. Buy more sets. Add your motor into cars, trucks, track. Go as big as you want. Super, super, super city. It's ideal. to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, ha ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats and they're coming to take me away, ha ha! Hi, this is Jay Leno and you're listening to my favorite nostalgic radio and cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. This is how I announced it. Uh, Cedric, how are you doing tonight? I caught him I'm off. I'm doing the, great. You're doing great. Hey, you got a little thing queued up for our... Uh, yeah, I got it. We actually, today we're going to do a potluck show because today happens to be, to the date, our four-year anniversary. So four years ago, actually it was on a Thursday, but it was May 13th. At least it was on a Tuesday or a Thursday. It's not on a Friday. Friday. That's if you're... But anyway, so uh, actually we got Cedric and then I got my buddy uh, Alan sitting in with us. Alan, as so we have the, the intro for Alan. Oh. <laughs> you got the, that's that's okay, Mission Impossible. There we go. <laughs> 
This is the faux pas show. Yeah. The, Ro- <laughs> hi, Alan. Yeah, hi, Robert. Robert secretly wants a 1800 even more than he wants a Luso. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or a 904. <laughs> yeah, well, that's uh, because uh, Alan drives a Volvo. We have to make fun of Volvo people. Matter of fact, you know, it's funny because I was talking to my, I saw my cousin, or my cousin, my brother-in-law the other day, and uh, he's Swedish, you know, he's from Sveria. And uh, he, uh, we were joking, and his his brother-in-law used to be into Volvos. I almost slipped. Um, <laughs> oh, I forgot we're on the air, so I got to yeah. be. I'm gonna mind my manners, you know. I don't want to come across the wrong one. But anyway, so he's put got Volvo on. You won't slip. But put, put a seatbelt on that. No. Anyway, uh, so uh, so I told him. I said, Hey, you know, we're, keep if you know anybody over there in Sweden, Sveria land, they still make Volvos, don't they, Alan? Well, sort of, sort of. <laughs> Uh, then somebody else it used to belong to Ford. Then Ford offed it. Who who bought Volvo? Geely in China. So it's a Chinese company now. Yeah, really. Yeah, my Volvo was made when the Swedes owned it. You know, when when it was a Swedish, when it was a Swedish yeah, Volvo. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so the the eighteen hundred series they started at what P's and they went to the S's. Yeah. And then the E's and the E's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're really popular cars, and we have this discussion all the time. They're, they're durable. You can, as opposed to having a TR six. You can have a uh, 1800 and drive across the country, and know you'll make it. Yeah, well, what's your buddy that's got the 3 million miles on his? Well, it's not really your buddy, buddy, but he's... Yeah, Irv Gordon, he's got 3 million miles on his 1800. He had two engineering builds, had the transmission apart one time for an issue with third gear. That was it. You know, I think we will single-handedly cause the value of Volvo 1800s to go up just because we talk about it all the time. At least 20, 30 cents. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, yeah, run your computers at Google, Tantalk1340.com. You can see me, Alan, both and, of us and, and both of us unshaven and well-groomed today uh, in the studio here, downtown Clearwater. And, uh, yeah, Alan's snacking on a pizza, or what's left of a pizza. Um, all the warmth is gone. But <laughs> that was a need global warming. <laughs> uh, is that what it is? Oh yeah, they were talking about that this morning. That the uh, glaciers are kind of you know falling into the water. They can't explain it, but uh, but they're saying in in fifty years the water level will rise four feet. So what are the chances here? We're what right now? We're what about fifteen? How many feet above sea level are we here at the WTN downtown uh, uh, Clearwater Studios? Yeah, what's the sea level? Like two or three? Two feet? No, Sixteen well, feet or twenty feet? Aren't we something like that? Oh, on Hercules Avenue, where the airport is, that's seventy-one feet. Is it really? Yeah. So that'll okay. be the, I don't see how that's possible. Yeah, seventy-one. Well, I, I, live, I live on I live on the ridge, and it's only like forty-five feet. Well, the airport's seventy-one feet. Argue with the FAA on that one. Uh, maybe I will. <laughs> maybe I will. <laughs> okay, but anyway. So, all right. After you run your computers and you Google Tantalk thirteen forty dot com, you can see us live here in the studio. But also run your computers and Google. Uh, let's say my website. Oh, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can go to our website, which is GolfstreamMotorsports.com, and you can go to our podcast, which is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, we have a Facebook page for Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Golfstream Motorsports, so you can give us a big like. And, uh, and, and, you know what we might do tonight? We might, we might just go ahead, since we're gonna, this is kind of a winging show, we're just gonna kind of babble back and forth. It's gonna be like a three or four way babbling, depending on who calls who in. But, the most, yeah. but we're gonna open the studio line, so if you wanna give us a call here at the studio, that includes you, Radio Rob. But no uh, Charlie. Yeah, but no Charlie. Uh, <laughs> 727-441-3000. Yes, and we're gonna have radio show giveaways! I have decals. And have for, a pizza. And have, and leftover pizza, yeah, we're gonna have a radio show giveaway. I got some decals from My Classic Car, compliments of Dennis Gage, who's been a guest on our show before a couple times. And uh, he brought his mustache with him, right? Yeah, brought his mustache with him. Is he the popcorn dude? 
or the Orville? Orville no, Orville. no, I get them mixed up. What, 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 uh, Orville Redenbacher. Yeah, no, but what is Dennis Pringles? He's the, he's on the Pringles box. His mustache, right? Well, no, because it's on his face. Well, that's true. Okay. okay. But there's a picture of there's a likeness. But you gotta explain things to me. I'm not a rocket scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no. See, now if you have a European mindset, then you are analytical and you take things in a literal sense. So those of us that are, should I say, cultured and educated, (laughs) (laughs) Um, educated anyway, educated, educated anyway. So uh, yeah, look at the phone lines are ringing up here. Four all up one. Anyway. Uh, so we're going to play some songs. We're going to play some silly little commercials. We're going to have some little banter about cars. Yeah. And since Alan and I are really into, even though I mess with Shelby's and bosses, and of course so did uh, Alan mess with Shelby's and Mustangs and American cars. I I, I don't know how to say this. Are we kind of like uh, deep down inside foreign car guys? Is that what it is? Well, are they, we cl- we're closet. Yeah. We're closet foreign car well, guys. Well, the thing is, everybody and their mother's got a Mustang and a Camaro and a Challenger. Blah blah blah. You go to the car shows. You go, hey, there's. This guy's car, he's got like a 71, 72 Duster. He's a local guy, Dunedin Clearwater. Uh-huh. I saw him on the car show with the Biff Burger or whatever, Burger Big Guy or whoever it was. Anyway, uh-huh. got the same car from hanging out in the parking lot on Gulf of the Bay in 1970s, like 75. Same car. And well, so, now see, that guy deserves a little, oh, he yeah. deserves a free pizza for having his car that long. You yeah, know, half so, a pizza. Well, now wait a minute. You've had your car for a long time. I've had mine since high school, too. So yeah. there are some of us that have had, but you're right. There's a lot of guys had the same old, same old, same old. And yeah. But you go to the car show and there's nothing different, you know. Unfortunately, even though these people, those cars are gorgeous, they're original yeah. and well kept, which is neat. You can only, you know what? A car's only original one time. Don't restore it. That's true. Do not restore a car. If your car's ugly, nasty, and cool, and barn fine. In fact, well, you know, one of my favorite websites is Bring a Trailer. Yeah. I probably should have it up here, but I can't work the computer quick enough. I'm not savvy enough, but <laughs> I'll figure it out here in a second. Actually, what I might do is I might have... Cedric, do I got a couple of those little corny little commercials? Now, we're going to play some weird commercials. I'm going to play some, and then you know these. Cedric, just randomly pick some of the commercials that I picked out tonight, and we're going to make fun of those afterwards. Because those of us that grew up in the late fifties, I shouldn't say that sixties. Yeah, yeah. Because I was the a right decade. Yeah, yeah, get the right decade. The sixties and seventies. Some of these commercials are really, really corny. Now we got Bill Cochran sitting in the studio over there. He's uh, got his. He's twirling his his sideburns. Now, Bill, you can sit there and comment on these because you're about the same age as the rest of us. You're in your fifties too, probably somewhere around in there. So I'm sure you remember these commercials. You can probably share the mic with Cedric. And uh, but we're gonna play some silly little. This is the stuff that we grew up with. I mean, you know what's funny? You look back. And it was so innocent back in those days, in a way. It was harmless. It was nice. It was fun. It wasn't threatening. I mean, people weren't no, nothing, tense. They weren't in their face. They weren't in your face or anything. Yeah, they weren't yeah. in their face. And we didn't get into issues. Now, this is not a political show, but it's like, hey, guys, sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. So let's yeah. just do away with the labels, my, do away with the names. My has got the... Um, Cloak, the deflecting device. You know? Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. It's like, come on, guys, yeah. grow up. Get a life. Get a grip. <laughs> right, Cedric? What do you got queued up for us there? Anything corny? Corny as in cornflakes? Oh, Rainbow's hurdles. a new Mercury Cougar. I got my own model inside post alphabet. Oh, boy. I got one in my box. I'm collecting all six colors. They're free in alphabet. Here it goes. I'm going up a mountain. Over the bumps. Get one Mercury Cougar free inside specially marked boxes of alphabets. Collect them and trade them in all six colors. In the fiber cereals, you get a Mercury Park Lane. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's funny. Now, didn't we all used to do that back in the day? Just go... 
and play with your little cars and stuff like that. But that's how cool it was. I mean, you could get toys in your cereal box, and I don't remember if you remember, but I don't think they were wrapped. Were they? Were they weren't plastic? Yeah, or were they, they just kind? Pla- no, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't wrapped. Yeah. Well, I used to do Ferrari noises and put my lips in the freezer, get it real tight, <laughs> and then I could make it sound like a V12 Ferrari. Did you get your tongue stuck in the Xbox too? No. You didn't do that one? No. You know what was on TV the other day? I got a big kick out of it. We had to get Cedric to find one of those corny little clips from the from the movie Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> but, you know, that was out the other night. My son and I were watching it. You know, I just pulled up the website, uh, bringatrailer.com. Here's a big plug for uh, the guys out there in San Francisco that uh, put this thing on. But here, here's, here's uh, kind of something kind of cool. A nice 71 Jensen Interceptor Mark III on eBay in Daytona Beach. 440 car. Yeah, 440 car, but it's a... Remember the one that rolled into West Coast Auto Salvage that one day? Yeah, your accountant or something like that? No, it was just some guy that rolled in, and remember I had... Uh, I thought the, it was a silver one. Wasn't it a silver one? Yeah, I think it was a silver yeah. one, come to think of it. You got the valve covers off the car. I got the valve covers off, which I still have. And the valve covers are aluminum fin valve covers, because it comes right. with a 440 in a torque flight. Right. And uh, so they said Jensen on it. And the guy, and I said to the guy, I said, hey, you want to get rid of those valve covers? He said, well, you get something else? And I said, yeah, I got some nice chrome ones. And I had those generic chrome ones that were on my car, my yeah. Challenger. So uh, we, needless to say, we did a swap. In fact, we did it right there in the parking lot. I remember Alfred. that. I was there. Were you there? Yeah. Did you do it? No. I just remember. I just who, I just, who went out and got him off. I don't know. It was me and maybe James or somebody. I, got him. I was just, I was just watching and going, why would this guy tra- trade these valve covers for these chrome ones? I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. And to, who knows what the word? But anyway, so here's this Jensen. It's uh, on Daytona. The current bid is fifteen three three five. This is on eBay or eBay. It's actually a nice looking car, Alan. It's uh, silver blue metallic and uh, kind of a cool piece. So, uh, interesting car. I like those. Actually, you know what's kind of rare is the convertibles because they're creeping yeah. up in value too. I mean, if you can buy a Jensen Interceptor, a nice running driving one for under 20 grand, I guess that's a pretty good deal. That's another car that might take off. It's kind of, you know, what would you call that? You know, it's basically a British car, it's a sleep, American a motor, hybrid. Yeah, hybrid, yeah. In fact, you know Anglo hybrid, they call it. Um, that is a Jensen Interceptor right there on the cover of the 1953 Road and Track I brought in. Oh, 1953. September of 53, Road yeah. and Track. And the car. Oh, Le Mans, Le Mans 24-hour race headlines here. Full report on the Le Mans 24-hour race, two road tests, Ferrari America and Studebaker Coupe. We'll go over the Ferrari road tests. And the, and the cost, 35 cents for a publication. What's yeah. it today? Four or five bucks or something like that? Road track? I haven't bought one for a while. Egan's gone and magazine's dead. Well, now, Alan, you know a little bit more about Ferraris, Ferraris than I do. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about the Ferrari America? Okay. Well, this here is a 1953, more or less. And it's, um, okay, i got to go to the page here. And it's a Mastin Gregory's car. He was a race car driver. Yeah, was he English or American? He was American. He was guy. American, okay. Yeah, they had some company he got money out of, you know. So, okay. So, you, just like Jim Kimberly, if you're heir to a manufacturing company, you can Kind of like either you could be an heir to Woolworth or Revlon yeah. or blah, 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 yeah, blah. So, right. basically, kind of the rich I'll kids went racing. Yeah. 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 And um, anyway, so here's a it's a 4.1 liter. It's no, we should say he was in the era of Fangio and Carroll Shelby and uh, let's see who else. Uh, Phil Hill and those guys. That would be his era, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Late 50s, 60s, early yeah. 60s. And this guy, he, Sterling Moss. Gregory's even early 50s. He's early 50s, yeah. yeah he's, he, he raced for quite a while, actually. Actually, he was in the 1955 uh, Le Mans race when the Mercedes crashed, remember? He was in that yeah. race. And um, anyway, so here's this Ferrari. It's a. Uh, 2,050 pounds. Let's start out with that, okay? 2,050 pounds, okay? Why do you need a Ferrari that weighs 3,600, 3,800 pounds? And then you got to put all this horsepower in it to make it move. You need big tires and big brakes to make it handle. If you make it light, you got it knocked. And this car is 2,050 pounds. It has 260 horsepower, which is all it needs. I have 250 cubic inches with three one two-barrel carburetors on it, three Webers. 
and it would do about 150. And nice and simple, gets to the point. Of course, back in 1953, it was $16,000, which is, what, three houses? God, you know what? $16,000 in 1953. Yeah. And you're right. The houses in Florida were selling for five grand or less. For five, six grand. Yeah, yeah. some of your basic uh, bungalows. And it's only got one piece of glass as a windshield. The rest of the stuff you see out of is plexiglass. Plexiglass. So it's a lightweight light. car. It's yeah. a lightweight car. And they talking about the road test in it, and they said, when you go over the rough road, the steering column shakes violently, but people just live with <laughs> Yeah. You're not now, supposed to go over a rough road. You're supposed to be on the autostrada. Right. The autobahn. Going fast. And 2,050 pounds, again, like the first Countach they made, the prototype, mm-hmm. had a 5-liter in it. The 4-liter was 375 horse for the production car. This car had a 5-liter in it, weighed 2,000 pounds. Yeah, for all you 5-liter guys out with, there, that's a 302. Yes. And it weighed 2,000 pounds at, with air conditioning. So they only make the cars heavy because... Road-hugging weight like a 56 Buick, right? <laughs> you know, that reminds me. Alan, when you, uh, did you take driver's ed in school? Did you go to one of those aftermarket uh, I took companies? driver's ed. Hugh Kreveling at Dunedin High X Highway Patrol. Oh, okay. Well, I went to Safer Dixie back in the day. There used to be on Misery Avenue or Missouri. And because uh, I, I couldn't wait to, uh, I wanted to get my life. I wanted to get my restricted anyway. So you had to go to driver's ed. So I did that when I was 15 because back in our day, at 15 and a half years of age, we got a restricted license. That was right. the term they used, right? And you could drive less than five brake horsepower, and you could only drive during daytime hours, and you had to be accompanied by – no, excuse me. You had to drive less than five brake horsepower on a motorcycle, right. but you could drive a car during right. daytime hours with an, adult. And you, with an adult. Right. Correct. And then when you were 16, you could go get your driver's license. Right. Now, no one – today, no one cares. Nobody cares. The, the, the kids nowadays, less of them get driver's license that we did because they just do the phone thing and get a hold of each other and talk. Well, yeah, that's true. You know what's interesting is yeah. like we couldn't wait. And today, yeah. I mean, I know kids that are 18 years old still don't have a driver's license, yeah. still don't have a car. Are you going to get a license? Do I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, yeah. amazing. Well, I guess we're going to have a generation of hermits. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what do we got queued up there, Cedric? Oh, this is a great song. This brings back some great memories. Back in the day when I had my mighty 72 Ranchero GT and I used to terrorize the countryside out in Oldsmore off Racetrack Road. Long train running by the Doobie Brothers. You know, Cedric, this uh, our show's kind of going towards uh, musicians with uh, cool cars and motorcycles, so we're kind of gravitating in that direction. What do you think about that? Yeah, man. I'm cool with it. I dig it. Okay. So, uh, but anyway, the Doobie Brothers, they were here, what, uh, a week or two ago? And uh, with a little luck, we'll have uh, Pat Simmons on the show. So, hey, you're listening to Long Train Running by the Doobie Brothers and Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't go away. Stick around.
All right, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and this is our four-year anniversary show. Stay tuned. we got more coming. Hey, this is Adam Farrar from Top Gear, and you are listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Turn it up. for pizza. Do you want to come? Got a better idea. I'll make you some. Got this pizza mix by Chef Boyardee. It beats going out. This I gotta see. It's got everything a pizza mix should. It's even got cheese. But does it taste good? It's scrumptious. Makes real pizza crust. Christmas can be. Don't all mixes do that? Only Chef Boyardee. Is the sauce real pizza? The sauce is great. Is the cheese real pizza? Best you ever ate. Is it real fast pizza? Oh, it's ready in minutes. Real pizza pie. With the chef's touch in it. Sure beats going out. Well, I gotta agree. The pizza mix that ranks is Chef Boyardee. Get Chef Boyardee complete pizza mix. Beats frozen pizza, even beats going out. Pizza pie in minutes. Mmm, with the chef's touch in it. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Hey, what do we else have we got queued up there? We got some more corny little... Uh... Commercial. Let's play some of those cereal box commercials. Cereal, cereal commercial. Yeah, we got cereal, and we got some car commercials. Just go, I'm going to go. just pick some of the car Here commercials. Here's, Random. A, here's a good one. Here's a good one. Listen, have you noticed something very special about new Kellogg's Oop Tray Oops Lay? They elves me so delicious, they. Yeah, and they smell good too. Smart kid. Crispy and delicious day for breakfast or for acting snake. They don't spell any different to me. Why not? I have a cold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, Kellogg's puts real orange, lemon, and cherry flavors with colors to match in these crispy little cereal circles made from oats. Then spangles them with big, crunchy sugar crystals and, mmm, do they else make delicious day. Try them. No actors were harmed in the making of this commercial. <laughs> hey, is that what eventually evolved into Pig Latin? Is that how it started, you think? <laughs> hey, Bill, see ya. Take care, buddy. Bill, Bill has uh, a commercial request. He has a commercial request? Yeah, okay, let's uh, play. Well, why don't you go ahead and give him a plug for his radio show real quick. Okay, well, he does the Only in America Minute, which can be heard uh, weekdays at 9 a.m. and noon after the news. And he does the Bill Cochran Show Fridays at 6 p.m. right here. There you 6 go. 6 p.m. Fridays. Okay. And uh, here is his commercial request. Here's his commercial request? Okay. Driver's seat. Let her take you anywhere at all. 
This vacation really let yourself go. Go Hertz Class. With a new Chevrolet or other fine car, you'll see things you've never seen before. Do things you've never done before. Hertz lets you change the pace completely. Go where you want, when you want. If you wish, take up to 20 months to pay with the new Hertz revolving credit plan. So why hold yourself back? You get a rest while Hertz does the rest. You know, I remember that commercial because that was 1963 Chevrolet, if I remember correctly. And uh, it shows yeah, where they kind of lower the yeah, sky and yep. the thing. And now, I don't know if you guys remember it. Bill, did you ever used to watch Bewitched on TV when you were a kid in the early 60s? Alan, I'm sure you did. You're old enough. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. on Bewitched, they actually used to do that commercial because that show was sponsored by Chevrolet. Right. And uh, it's unfortunate. I'm a Ford guy, but a lot of the, the Hertz cars, namely the Shelby, which was the Hertz Renner but uh, my dad used to travel a lot. We lived in uh, Marin- in San Rafael, and then when my- we'd have to take my dad to the San Francisco airport all the time, and he would always rent cars because we had to deal with Hertz. So he would always rent a Chevrolet or a Chevelle or sometimes a Chrysler. And I would be there, and I can remember this year after year after year. And then when the Shelbys were there in 1966, they were actually at the San Francisco airport. And my dad couldn't rent it unless he joined the Hertz yeah. uh, sports car club. You right. had to actually join this, so you couldn't drive that car. And uh, so they kind of they wanted to make sure that if you got a sports car, you kind of knew what you're driving. Had I known then, geez, um, pretty cool. Bill, you got another commercial you want us to play? Well, in fact, you know what you had to do? Find the theme songs of the original Bewitch and just play that just for giggles. Since we're doing a 60s retro kind of thingy here, we'll find that one. And um, then Didn't they use the Dean Jeffries' Manta Ray car? When they used it. We did, a, we did a scene. As a matter of fact, I have a clip of that because okay. when we had Dean Jeffries on the show, mm-hmm. I played that clip. So somewhere we got that where it was some sort of a... Then Agnes Moorhead, who was, what was his, his mother-in-law, what was her name? Uh, Endor. Endor, like something yeah. like that, yeah. Didn't she, uh... Now, wait, now, isn't Darren from Bewitched, wasn't he... Yeah, don't ruin the show for us. <laughs> All right, I'm just saying. <laughs> You're going to have to edit that out. Yeah. This is a, uh... <laughs> it's a family show. It's a family show. Now you ruin it for all the Bewitched people, because, see, if you go back in the time, we just want to, we want things nice and simple and... Oh, here's, Retro. Here's and something simple. While, um, while he's looking for that, what do you got there? Here's a 67 Cobra 427. Sh- blah, 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 blah. Never been raced. New paint. $6,800. If you want, I'll give you his phone number. Yeah, give me his phone number. <laughs> <laughs> what, year, what, what year is this one? 1969 Road and Track. 69 Road and Track. There's four 427 Cobras for sale. Oh, here's a good one. Uh, Ferrari 250 LM. The race, or 275, excuse me. 275 LM Race car, yeah. Familiar with those, yeah. Ten grand. How many millions of dollars is that worth? You know, a friend of mine just called me up the other day, and he used to collect. Um, he's in South Florida, and he used to collect Cobras and Shelbys and GT40s and stuff like that. He owned the Ken Miles GT40 that came across the line at Le Mans, nineteen sixty six. Yeah. Okay, the highest paid price right now, currently for a Ford GT or GT40 uh, race car with with good race history, I think is like eight or nine mil. Okay, the Ferrari GTO, okay, which yeah. most of them had race history, but anyway, so it's unofficially at 50 million, correct? Right. So what's the one, two, three photo finish Ken Miles car worth? Now think about this. And we were, we had this discussion. So if the Ferrari GTO, and they made what, 34, 35 of those cars? 37, 36. Okay, yeah, didn't they make less. less GT40s? Um, 
You know what? They actually made they made a lot of GT forties, didn't they? Because race cars, road and tracks. Well, they made them for street and track. You know, okay, you buy a GT40 all right. So, but let's just street. say I think yeah. there's some around fifty or so that were they didn't make because they used them up a little bit over year yeah. after year after year. They changed it. There was Mark twos, threes, fours. Yeah. Mark one actually had two eighty nine. The rest of them four twenty seven. Yeah, but that has that has a short lived career. That's the one that kind of screwed up. But that was kind of the test car. Matter of fact, yeah. was it Tweety or something like that that was telling us that the that the original Ford GT forty was based off a Lola design. Yeah, Lola, I got the... My you got the article jeans. somewhere? Yeah. Okay, sorry, so there's truth to it, that. It's like a twin, yeah. Yeah, okay, so... Lola with um, Eric Broadley or something, I think. If it, don't quote me on that. Okay. I think he did the original. All right, Lola. so back to the Kim Miles car. So if... if if, if and did any How many of the GTOs actually won Le Mans? Good question. I See, I don't that, know that offhand. I don't know that either. Okay, so you've got this mystique about the, the Ferrari GTO, but here you have the winning 66... GT40, driven by Ken Miles, okay, that won the championship for Ford in 1966. Remember, 66, 67, 68, they won three years in a row. 69, they won Le Mans unofficially. Right. But no, they won it, but it was, they just beat out the Porsche by just a little bit. Jackie Mm -hmm. X was driving the car, but Ford, but that was an independently campaigned car. But five, six, seven, and eight were, were Ford sponsored right. Ford GT races. So what's that car worth? That car's got to be worth the same. You can't. You can't say it. it's worth whatever happens at the auction. Well, the car's not for sale because it's in the Cobra collection with Bill Murray and those guys yeah, up there yeah. in, in Boulder, Colorado. But still, I mean, if you had to put a value on, I mean, that's why this whole thing with the values of these cars are just, is just so wacky. And it's just those kind of cars are just. They're not even in the stratosphere. That's why we have to talk about Volvo 1800s, yeah. well, because those we can yeah. afford. It's your sixes. Expensive cars like that, by the time you're a multi-billionaire, you're eccentric. Yeah. So when you buy the car, if you buy a Ferrari GTO or 427 Cobra or a Talbot Lego. Talbot Lego? Yeah. Talbot. Or anything like that, it's a daily driver. Oh, i got to go to the store and get some milk. Or just take the Lusso. Take the Lusso. Yeah, take the Lusso. Put it in the parking lot. I feel, that's what I, they're for. I feel like going to lunch and... Paris, so let's just take the Concorde. Oh, yeah, it's funny because <laughs> the Concorde, yeah. But the it's funny you mentioned the other day we were talking about uh, we were joking about uh, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and stuff like right. that. And, we, and you mentioned something about the the in like Flint movie, the first one right. that came out, or it was uh, Our Man Flint. Yeah, and you made that little quote. Go ahead, and say that real quick. The oh. little scene in the motel in oh, the yeah. movie. Okay, yeah. Um, what's it? James Coburn walks up to the gets in the Learjet. It was the Lear twenty three. No, no, no but first, uh, no, no. Lee J. Cobb says to him, says, "Hey, uh, we got to fly you to Europe. Do you want us to get a jet?" And then he says, no, that's okay, I have my own. I, uh, I'll arrange for your transportation to Marseille. Oh, no, that won't be necessary, sir. I have my own jet. Your attention, please. Paging Mr. Derek Flint. Your plane is ready, sir. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, and it's no, a lyric. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the the quote where he gets into the jet and there's a maintenance guy there. And oh he yeah. Said, did you empty the ashtrays? And the guy says, No, we just got your new jet. He said, Okay, good. And the guy, <laughs> of course, the maintenance guy was William Lear. Uh, William Lear. Oh, yeah. he did a little cameo in the movie. Yeah. Well, actually, no, because William Lear didn't really, you know, cl- you know, he wasn't the 
guy that shut the door in the jet, you know. Oh, okay. So he he was William Lear, but he didn't play himself because I don't think he really did anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> Cedric, what do we got queued up next? We got some corny stuff. But anyway, hey, you know, I'm looking at uh, at uh, bring a trailer. Do you know that they're having it says this Saturday, which was evidently last week, uh, they're having a auction at the. Aston Martin factory. Is it Pagnell? Pagnell? How do you pronounce it? Newport that? Pagnell. Yeah. Newport Pagnell, yeah. So here they are. They're auctioning off some Aston Martin works projects. Like old <coughs> now, body bucks Aston what? Martin got sold out, too. But I don't know if Ford still owns 20, 20% of it or something like that, but they got it, off to somebody else, too. Yeah, Aston Martin was their peak when David Brown owned it, of course, you know. Well, I will agree that the first generation Aston Martins were... Like the hill climb cars and stuff like that were neat. But Aston Martin really came into its own when David Brown bought the company right after the war. He Who started the company? Um, I can't remember. Good question. But Aston was, Aston was named for... Uh, uh, you know, I'm not going to go there because I'll screw it up. I'll screw it up. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, I, but it has something to do with racing, and I think yeah. you're right. It was a hill or a mountain yeah, or something like that. Yeah, a hill climb. Yeah, Because there's a hill called Aston or something yeah, like that. But it was in Ohio or something. Uh, no, because you know what? I think Sterling Moss or one of the drivers I had on the radio show was telling us about it, and it could have been Vic Alford or somebody like that yeah. mentioned something about this thing because he used to do rallies and hill climbs. Mm-hmm. And um, But anyway, so okay. long and short of it, let's just say that there's an auction there, and they're offering off a retro version of the uh, killer. Um, let's see, was it the Vantage GT? That was their bad boy. Vantage was the name that was applied to all the killer ones. Yeah, so if in other words, you have a, yeah. you had, you had yeah. a DB4, then you had a DB5, then there was the yeah. DB5 Vantage, and there was a right. DB6, and there was the DB6 Vantage, and then there was the like V8 the, version yeah, of the, the new 70s. body style. Yeah, from the and 70s. Yeah. Right, and that was the Vantage. Vantage. So Vantage yeah. is their... We have a Vantage Volante, which would be a hot rod convertible. Be a, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it, uh, it weighs 4,000 pounds, but it gets there eventually. You know, it's funny because somewhere, it's kind of like Rolls-Royce, um, didn't they, there for the longest time, they never disclosed the displacement or the horsepower. No, the displacement, they did. Horsepower is adequate. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, it's faster than a scenic cruiser, but slower than a GTO. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hi, this is John Force, and you're listening, listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You do it better than me. You do I it. Don't know. <laughs> Actually, I, that's always a good promo right there, just in itself. I'm John Force, and uh, you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is Big Hoss from Pawn Stars, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh. <laughs> hey, what do we got queued up there, Mr. Cedric, the engineer? Oh, no. I've eaten a banana and I've come to say bananas have to ripen lady, in a certain way when the flakes were brown and have a golden hue. Bananas taste the best and are the best for you. You can put them in a salad. No, not yet, my dear. That greenish way you're looking means that you are ripe for cooking. How about me? No, no. When you are fully ripe, my dear, those little flecks of brown appear. Me. You're most digestible, my friend. Delicious, too, from end to end. You can put them in a pie. Any way you want to eat them. It's impossible to beat them. But bananas like the climate of the very, very tropical equator. So you should never put bananas in the refrigerator. Now, doesn't that kind of... I don't know why I'm doing the cereal thing or the banana. That was the Chiquita banana. Matter of fact, we used to make fun of that one when we were kids in school. I'm a yeah. Chiquita banana, and this is the way... I yeah, think. Lady Hippo wearing a Chiquita 
Uh, <laughs> Carmen Miranda hat. That's it. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. No but, one gets it, but someone might. Now, Cedric, you're a, you're actually young enough to be our kid. Now, what is your take on these commercials? When you like, you heard the Hertz one and some of these corny TV commercials compared to the stuff you were growing up with. What's your uh, What's your uh, what's your feedback? As I would say that the, ch- the commercials changed more from when I was a kid to what they are now than they did from when you were a kid to when I was a kid. Really? Yeah, I'd say I'd say so. I think commercials in the '80s were had a lot more of of the old school flavor, whereas now uh, the commercials are are just kind of obnoxious. Do you think they should go back to this? In other words, if you saw the if you heard these commercials, do they kind of like entice you? I mean, as a kid, yeah, of course. Keep in mind, most of these commercials ran Saturdays was the big cartoon day. I don't right. know. Did you have that when you were a kid in the eighties? Yes. You had Saturday yes. was cartoon day. Saturday was cartoon day. Bugs Start, Bunny starting Runner early in the morning. Early in the like morning, five, yeah. five or six in the morning. Yeah, then it would go to like so like a one or two o'clock. Yep. Yeah, Lou Angelov got his comedic expertise from watching. Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour, by the way. <laughs> He'd go over to his house and be watching. He'd go, don't bother me. When it's over, then we talk. <laughs> and they'd have a Carmen Miranda character would be in a, a you know, Bugs Bunny dress up like Carmen Miranda with the with the fruit in his hair and all that stuff. I think we have a Bugs Bunny cartoon clip there, too, somewhere. I think it's the uh, one at the very end there. It's uh, post alphabet. I think there's one with him and the postman, post alphabet. I don't know. It might be one of those I got in there somewhere. Might be the last one. Hi, Sylvester. That's it. So what's new, Bugsy boy? Well, there's this new postman who likes new golden alphabets. Everybody likes alphabets. What this postman doesn't like is dogs chasing him. Dogs? <laughs> Here comes the postman now. I wonder what'll happen this time. That's that's Mel Hi Blank. There. I'm your friendly postman, and I mean post. Mel Blank. All the letters I deliver yeah. are yeah. post alphabets. No, no that's downtown Dave right there. <laughs> <laughs> And that's what's new about new golden alphabets. Brown sugar makes these crispy letters made with oats golden and taste mm, better than ever. Start your day a little bit better. Hey, wait a minute there, uh, nice doggy. I'm not the kind of a postman you fellas chase. That's Ragsdale. <laughs> Sound like Rodney Dangerfield. The one that's brown sugar frosted. Thanks, kid. Why don't you pick up some of those new golden alphabets? You'll be so happy about the whole thing. Yeah, I can't get any respect. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, but I mean, you know, you listen to those commercials, and you just, you know, I'm trying to figure out, Alan, when you were a kid, did a commercial entice you to go buy cereal, or was it the cereal, or seen somebody else? I mean, I'm always, I often wonder that. The sugar high got me going. That's the cereal I got the best sugar high off of. That was it. Which one? Post alphabet? Ah, uh, Frosted Flakes, really. Frosted Flakes? Yeah. They're but, great. But the best thing about Captain Crunch, you eat Captain Crunch, you don't eat it with milk, and you get done, your mouth is all bleeding, you walk outside, <laughs> you're dripping blood, you really freak out the neighbors. See if you can find an original Captain Crunch one, not the one where you come out with the other stuff. Of course, then they had chocolate berry or boo berry or whatever. Yeah. But uh, what kind of cereals did you eat when you were a kid? Uh, same kind of stuff. I remember Fruit Loops, uh, really? Golden Crisp, or what a Sugar Crisp. Sugar I crisp. guess they called it Sugar Can't Crisp, and then they, they had to change it to Golden Crisp because you know Sugar Crisp sounded too sugary. You can't can't sugary. give sugar to your kids. Oh, yeah, that's right. God I forgot forbid. about that. Well, you know, well, well, yeah, you know, political correctness didn't kind of imply but at that a time. Kid will find still, sugar anyway. So a kid will find sugar. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least it's not that equal or saccharine or rat poisoning or unequal. Yeah, you're unequal. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, well, besides, if you go, if you're eating Captain Crunch, and you're older than 15, 
you know. Yeah. E- okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what do we have? Crack- for- Cracklin' Oat Brand, by the way. That was that oh. was the one I was trying to think of. Cracklin' Oat Brand. You remember that stuff? No. Did you test that? I, I don't even know if they was that a little bit more. Was that more healthy? I remember that. It sounded too healthy. I never it's got into it. It's not healthy. It's got tons of sugar and salt. Oh, so it's all that stuff. False said. advertising. Right. It's false. Yeah. <laughs> right. It should yeah. be sugary oat brand. Yeah. And, it's, and it's, you know, when you listen to commercials, you know, they talk about how nutritious it is and how great it is for you to eat. It's just kind of marketing. That's, yeah. That ruins if it. You're, if you're on a desert island, it's very nutritious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here you go. I got something Compared for you. Compared to dead seaweed. <laughs> ah, here we go. Yeah. Cedric's rocket. Yeah, we need yeah. a camera on Cedric right there. Oh, she's so cute. She was your twinkle her little nose there. I saved your life one time when I was a kid, actually. I was in L.A. Yeah. And I said, hey, she go, do anything I want. I go, great, do your nose and make my house painted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, what can I say? On the other extreme, let's see. Do we have the theme song somewhere on there of Man from Uncle? You know, you go to the Man from Uncle theme or Mission Impossible, or like we did earlier. You know, uh, what was the one we did with you, uh, The Saint? Yeah. You know, actually, you know, a lot of the theme songs back in those days were actually pretty cool. You know, on a lot of the song, I mean, on a lot of the TV shows. You know. Yeah. Um, so I'm telling you, I was watching the watching that Me TV. And they play all those old shows. Oh yeah, tell it, us a little it, bit about that. Go ahead. It, oh, it's channel eight point two. If you if you get over the air TV, I forget what it is on cable. I think you have to have the premium cable. But if you have over the air TV, eight point two is me TV, and they play all these old shows from the fifties and sixties late uh-huh. at night. Good I'm stuff. Gonna, I'm gonna have to look into that. Alan, what do you got there? You got something? Oh, yeah, for I us? just found another. Hey, hey, you got something that's gonna tick off the Ford guys and the Ferrari guys. Read that article. Okay, yeah. Here's a uh, Ferrari. Where is it at again? Okay, here we go. 1954 Ferrari Roadster 375 MM, which we know what those are. The yeah, that's a race car. race car. Phil Hill raced one mm-hmm. last year in the Mexican Road Race. Anyway, with a fresh, genuine Ford 427 and four-speed. This says, Harry the Nicobra at half the cost, $3,250. And this guy here... Read it again. What does it say? Yeah. Harrier than a Cobra at half the cost. Harrier than a Cobra at half... Now, think about this. This is a Ferrari race car. Yeah. And it's got a, a big Ford motor in it. 427 and a four-speed. And a Cobra at the time, let's say this is 69, so a brand-new Cobra with all the goodies on it was seven, let's say $8,000, given the yeah. benefit of the doubt. So what is that car worth then? Okay. And now what's that car okay. worth? Well, the worst thing is Ed Niles has it for sale, and Ed Niles always had all this oddball stuff in the classifieds all the time. I in think road he, and track. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like a relative of Floyd Clymer, if anyone gets that reference. and um, Clymer Books. And the cars are, what, $30 million probably. Today. The Bill Hill car was actually res- found and rescued and restored, but it was an original car. You shouldn't have restored it, but that's my opinion. And um, it's worth a fortune. Here's another one. 59 Ferrari California Scaglietti, pronunciation, convertible, 35,000 miles, one second in class at Pebble Beach, Concord d'Alagon, magnificent machine. He wants, he's guy's nuts. He wants five grand for it. Crazy. One, I think you should give him a call and tell him he's yeah, crazy. Yeah. And um, one carburetor is worth, for that car, what, 15, 20 grand nowadays. You know, it's, it's, if, you know what we should have done? You should have done it because you're smarter than me. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> invented a time machine because then we could go right back to when this publication was new 
and it was real time, and we could call these guys, and we could buy every car in the magazine. But the problem with that is, if we showed up with these cranium Ben Franklin $100 bills, we get towed to the jail. Oh, yeah, with the little strip in it. <laughs> Cedric, what else heads. we got cured yeah. up in there? He's got something he's going to surprise. I know, we got a song on I the got, turntable. We've, huh, got, we've, got, we've got Rob on the line. He can tell you his favorite cereal. Oh, Rob, are you there? Is this Radio Rob? Yeah, I'm your number one fan. Hey, yeah. you're number one fan. Hey, tune into to uh, WTAN and listen to the radio station that nobody listens to. Uh-huh. <laughs> Seth Rob and me and Alan and Lola and Ragsdale <laughs> and, and Cedric. And Bill Cochrane. And Bill Cochrane. <laughs> and Big Cochrane. Yeah. So what's your favorite cereal? Uh, Rice Krispies. Hey, we got a Rice Krispies commercial. I got it on there somewhere. Okay. Go to- and give me some radio decals. You want some radio decals? Okay, we're going to get your radio decal. We got some. You got them. Uh, uh, what is it? We got. Uh, da, 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 da. What did I just say? Oh, my uh, classic yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. We can get him a tan talk. Get him an Imus tan talk bumper sticker. Do we have any more of those left? I think. Yeah, we found a bunch. We found a yeah, bunch. Yeah, we do. Okay. We got a bunch of those. Well, we ought to give him a t shirt, too. Don't you think he needs a t shirt? We got the Rice Krispies commercial. I got right? the Rice Krispies commercial. Here it okay, is. this is for you, Rob. Snap. This is the original. Snap is the happiest sound I've found. Me clap, rap. Snap, crackle, Rice Krispies. I say it's crackle, the crispy sound. You gotta have crackle or spots not brown. Yes, we're back to tune into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We're sitting here. We're just, uh, hey, it's our four-year anniversary. And we're doing just day. a lot of nothing. Uh, we're doing we're a lot nothing of nothing. Of a lot. We're, we're just, yeah, a lot of nothing. Well, now, you brought something here you want us to play, too. Yeah, I got a local band from, like, late 70s, early 80s. Um, it was Walter Estrada, Mike Lopez, Ron Fry, and, well, John. His <laughs> brother Dave Fry was in the original band, then he went to school. So, anyway, here's a band song they did. I recorded them way back, and it's sort of car-related. So, here we go. These guys here, I'm sure someone probably remembers them from way back in the day. So, if you do, give a call just for the heck of it. 727-441-3000. 727-441-3000. Now, did they play at Charlie's Place? No, they played at the VFW Hall on Hercules and various other places. They, did, they, were, they were just a band that got together and had fun. This guy singing is Walter Estrada. He really, he really got into the music. And Ron Fry was a bass player. And he's a typical bass player. He didn't say much, but... He was he was there, you know, and Mike Lopez, drummer, and they're still around town. And the, I'm sure they're the, probably in their fifties by now. They're our age. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's not the world's best recording, but hey, I was using two speakers for microphones. And a reel to reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's originally analog. 
Hey, Cedric, don't we have something else we can uh, fire up on the turntable there? You got something spinning around, going round and round and round and round? Yeah, I think we got something I can I can dig. Is it kind of like 70s groovy? It's kind of far out, man. It's far out, man. You know, uh, I think it was the it's... first uh, month of the year, which was January, they have uh, Blast Friday, which is put on by our friends over at Ruth Eckert Hall, and they had Greg Raleigh there. And Greg Raleigh is a former member of, uh, founding member of Santana, and then, of course, later he went with Journey. And uh, I think we get uh, some thing from Santana, don't we? We do. Yeah, I think the song is called Hope You're Feeling Better, right? That's it. This is a groovy song. This is actually a live version of it. It's pretty far out. And uh, I hope you guys like the song. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is our four-year anniversary. And uh, we're playing some pretty groovy music. So don't go away. Stick around. we got some more stuff coming. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a 
takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Nostalgia Radio and Cars. And if you're not, you're a communist. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, and you tune in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We were just talking a minute ago about that band that Alan brought us here, and they were playing up at the VHW. But I want to give a big shout-out to our friends up there close to... What did I say? VHW. VHW. See, I can't. I mean, I'm, I'm losing my mind. All right, VFW. <laughs> right. Which is... Veterans of Foreign, foreign Wars. Yeah, right. one of Hercules. Yeah, right. Like the uh, French Foreign Legion. No, I'm just kidding. Remember that cartoon, Abbott's Castell, everybody uses it. Hey, I'm trying to French French Foreign Legion. Legion. I'm getting out of here. She turned me down. (laughs) Yeah. Three Stooges used to do that one, too. But anyway, hey, a big shout out to our friends up at Close to Kids. Now, we talk about that uh, little charity organization. They're up there on Hercules Avenue, and uh, it's, I was going to say 1059, 1059 North Hercules Avenue. But anyway, basically what they do is they basically provide clothes for needy children, needy families, Twice a year, they'll give you a week's worth of clothes. So, and I just dropped some stuff off there today. Um, if you have clothes that you want to donate, they really, really, truly need guys' clothes, boys' clothes. That means, but you know how we are, guys. You really, you know, we wear them out. My shoes show in air, and I still won't get rid of them. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Right. I mean, we shred them, and then when we're done shredding them, then we turn them into grease rags. So it's hard to get a decent pair of clothes from you know pants from a guy. But if you have some boys' clothes, you want to donate them to clothes to kids. Uh, give them a shout up there at seven two seven four four one fifty fifty. That's seven two seven four four one fifty fifty. They also have a St. Petersburg location. Their number is seven two seven three two seven seventy one hundred seven two seven three two seven seventy one hundred. You know, I think I want to take the opportunity too to thank a bunch of my uh, sponsors of the year. Four years, that's hard. And if you'd asked me this four years ago, I'll never forget how I got, I, I, I wanted to do the show. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do originally. It was something to the effect that I was going to do some cool 60s, 70s, psychedelic, groovy music, talk about cars a little bit and stuff, because I was just kind of, you know, like a lot of guys, just annoyed with what you hear on the radio all the time and TV and stuff. So you wanted to do something different, and hopefully you build a following, and then you've got people to tune in. And then, of course, you know, do a lot of PR and local stuff for some of the local uh, stuff going on, you know, uh, car people basically so a big shout out to my friends over there forte's automotive actually it's forte's inboard and auto connection i need to get that straight but uh dom and his family down there they do a great job working on cars their number is 727-544-6440 that's 727-544-6440 also a big shout out to my friends at cop cars online because those guys do a great job uh, with some vintage cars, classic cars, and obviously uh, squad cars and stuff. So if you need a cool squad car, you might want to give those guys a call. Their number is 727-536-2677. That's 536-2677. Also, i got to thank Dougie at the sign shop because Dougie did a great job doing our banners. And uh, Dougie's number is 727-392-4852. That's 727-392-4852. And obviously, since it's uh, since we're on Tuesdays now, it's Rib Shack Tuesday. So big shout-out to my friends up at the Rib Shack. And they got some smoke and barbecue. They really do. So their number is 727-581. Uh, excuse me. 
727-501-9090. Yeah, 501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. And, of course, Belladora's Pizza. You know, Mark and, his, and Samantha and his gang up there. They got probably one of the best pizzas in town. You need to go there one of these days. Actually, we'll have to stop by there sometime. And uh, their number is 727-581-5000. That's 727-581-5000. And that's Belladora's Pizza on Clearwater Largo Road in downtown. Almost in downtown Largo. Um, you know, I mean... It's kind of been a really cool year. We've got uh, got to travel a little bit, which I do, and I get to some pretty cool cars. Big shout out to my friends at Hollywood Wheels um, down there. You know, Mark, Mike, Flynn, Kelly, Flo, Hook, and those guys. Um, they're pretty cool. Festivals of Speed Group. You know that gang. They do a pretty good job. It's a great show. You need to uh, check out Festivals of Speed. I always get tickets for that, and I always give those away on the show. Uh, it's a great event. We do that four times a year. Three now, I think, because they're changing the schedule. But anyway, we've got the St. Pete Festivals of Speed, the Ritz-Carlton Festivals of Speed, and then, of course, the Festivals of Speed up in Amelia Island. So the next one that's uh, on schedule for sure is the one at the Ritz-Carlton, and that'll be in the fall, and I'll be talking about that. If Mike Flynn at Hollywood Car Auctions decides to do another auction before Amelia, which went over really, really well this year for the first time out of the gates, uh, big shout-out to those guys. He does an excellent job. And it's kind of a boutique kind of auction. You know, it's very similar to Gooding, very similar to RM. But what Mike does, as opposed to just having Highline cars, he has a lot of uh, domestics and a mix of foreign. But, you know, under $200,000 cars. And I know that sounds like a crazy amount of money, in it, Alan? $200,000. I mean, you and I would have never fathomed. I mean, you talk about these numbers, these prices, these Ferraris we were just talking about a few minutes ago. What else you got there? You got another Porsche oh, yeah. of some this, kind, yeah, a 910? A, a Porsche for Robert. Porsche for Robert. Okay, yeah, this is Porsche, Porsche. Robert, yeah. Porsche. A Porsche? What, which Porsche is it? It's a back Porsche. It's a back the back Porsche. Size of some Maserati okay. And a Porsche. Yeah. <laughs> okay, a 910 Vic Elford. Which oh, is the Cell's X-Works Porsche 910, always factory maintained with latest modifications. Check by Porsche factory before sale, offers to Vic, offers to Vic Elford, Birmingham, England. Yeah. And it's funny because... Wait a minute, does he own the car? Yeah, yeah. He's and, selling it, really? Yeah, and there's, and funny, too, in the magazine further back here is an article on Mexican Grand Prix, which he just came in ninth. And all Vic Elford did? Yeah. Really? And here, here we go, um, Fiber Fab. Oh, Fiber Fab. Yeah, I mean, they had the, okay, they had the Jamaican, which Chris Beebe and his brother designed. Chris owned um, Sports uh, Madison, oh, what's the name of the Sports Car Center in Madison, whatever that Peter Egan worked. Yeah. yeah, he was in Madison. Uh, Peter Egan worked for him way back in the day. And he was a writer for what, Road Track? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Peter Egan was a writer. But anyway, his buddy Chris that he worked for, him and his brother designed the Jamaican body. Okay, and, and then, then of course they had the Fiber Avenger, Fab. which was kind of a knockoff of a Ford GT40. Sort right. of, yeah. Sort of, I got kinda. knocked off a cliff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. I'm coughing. Anyway, hey, what else we got tuned up there? You know, I didn't realize that we got it's seven fifty five. How many more minutes we got? Another hour? <laughs> so she's going. What? I'm more. I am done. I, I'm out of words. <laughs> I'm out of words. <laughs> I got two old magazines. You can't only get, you can only do so much. And then with my wit uh, combined, we got a car commercial. Oh, you got the big bruiser thingy. Big bruiser. You know, this was a cool toy. Actually, you can leave the mic on if you want. Now, this was my Christmas present. Is it a big dump truck? Uh, Wrecker. Oh, okay. What? It says Big Bruiser on it. I don't know. It's mislabeled. Oh, keep playing it. Tracy to kids. Oh. Tracy to kids. Go ahead, Dick Tracy. Come in, kids. Come in, kids. We're here. It's We're here. here at last. 
the new Dick Tracy two-way wrist radio that keeps you in constant touch with your buddies. Easy to work. Shoebox. Up and down. Switch on. Press talk button. And you broadcast from room to room and even house to house. No wires needed, yet voices travel back and forth. Just Radio on the open road from one bike to another or when out hiking. Dad, Dad, I found a bear's cave. Stay right down, son. The powerful, fully transistorized Dick Tracy two-way wrist fully radio transistorized. is a real electronic <laughs> no, instrument. No, he did filming from that one. get their A-OK Dick Tracy wrist radio so they can keep in touch. Over and out. The one and only Dick Tracy wrist okay. radio, wherever American toys are sold. American toys yeah. are sold. Okay, here's the big bruiser. There were, two, there were two different things that were labeled. I don't know why that one was labeled well, big bruiser. At least we burned up a minute. Oh, here we go. Here's, here, here's, here's the big bruiser. The big bruiser. Now, here comes big bruiser with light flashing. There's the wreck. That big bruiser up to it. This lever puts the power winds into action. And Big Bruiser does it again. Comes with jack, tools, fender, and spare tire to repair the wreck. Pickup truck included, too. Get battery-powered Big Bruiser by Mark. It's Kenner's. It's fun. Ah! <laughs> no, that was, that's the other one. You know, it's funny because the Big Bruiser thing, that's what kind of got me hooked into wrecked cars. And hence, I, I obviously was, went... You told me that's how you started driving. <laughs> you had your own collection. <laughs> but I got to laugh. The Dick Tracy one, now think about that. Now, that's back in the early 60s when that came out. And isn't here just recently, don't they have this phone or something like that? Isn't there a wristwatch phone? That is it Apple or somebody that's got it? Or I think they call it the iWatch. The iWatch? Something like that. Yeah, I think it's still in development. There's like a few sample models out or whatever, like prototypes. But you know, yeah, there's, there's, they're building watches and or phones and watches now, wrist watches. I mean, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, you look at the sci-fi. Now, you used to watch a lot of sci-fi stuff, okay? So you look at the sci-fi stuff that we had back in the 50s and 60s, and here it is, 50-plus years later and, before and it finally true. it becomes reality. I mean, it's right. kind of like, if, if you remember Star Trek when it came out in the 60s, right. you know, uh, you know, Captain Kirk would sit there and he'd flip open his little communicator and go, uh, Scotty Beam was up. There's no signs of intelligent life down here. Of course, we still feel that way, yeah. is there? Well, actually, I got the transporter. I built one of those. You built the transporter. I, I can't figure out the radio, but I built the transporter. <laughs> trans, trans, but, yeah. but I had a Motorola StarTac, which, then we still think about it, your flip phone. And the antennas fell apart. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that's right. They did yeah, it. I think it was the rigors of outer space couldn't handle it. The uh, so, so, but, I mean, it's like, you know, you look at technology and you go, Okay, so either a lot of this stuff was kind of like in the works, but somebody had the idea. You know, it's kind of like you go back, what is it, 100 years ago when Jules Verne wrote the book? Um, yeah. which Earth one? and the Moon? Cedric's not there by the computer, so I can't get him to look it up real quick, and I'm yeah. not fast enough with the computer. But well, uh, what was the Jules Verne movie where they went, went into outer space? From Earth to the Moon. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then that was, was like over 100 years ago, yeah. Yeah, it's over 100 years ago. So yeah. it was basically about, you know, going. 70s or something? Yeah, uh, the first movie came out, I think, in the fifties, didn't it? No, no. I mean, the book was written in the eighteen seventies. Oh, the book was written in the eighteen. Yeah, it's hundred some year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Who did the one, Journey to the Center of the Earth? That was Jules Verne. That was his book too. Yeah. Okay, so he went to the moon. Yeah, and actually, went to the Rick Wakeman did that with the London Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you're far too sophisticated for me now. It's just a record. It's a big. It's like a CD, but it's got a, a groove in it. You know. Right. Who's in the? Who's some of the characters? Remember, they did a couple of movies about that too. I'm trying to think. One of them came out in the fifties, and you know, I'm uh, totally lost on the characters because they're not real people. And, and I'm done. Well, it's kind of like the time machine, the one that came out in the time tunnel. Or, 
No, not Time Tunnel. Time Machine, the early one, the one that came out in the early 60s with Rod Taylor. Remember in the Elocks and all that kind of stuff in the... He was in England, and he had the little funny little thing he said in a little time machine. Yeah, they did yeah. a remake of oh, it. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but uh, I can't remember what the the original one was. Um, was it Elox? Elox? Something or other. I don't. Know, whatever, I don't remember. But, uh, but you know, you look at uh, uh, well, it's just like the other movie. You know, it's funny, kind of funny. Well, no, we won't get into this. But remember, what was the Logan's Run? You remember that one? Yeah. You remember the premise of that movie? You know, when you were thirty years old, yeah. everybody had the implants, and they started yeah. flashing in your hand or palm of your arm or right. something like that. And you next turned thing, dog food or something. Uh, well, no, yeah. you were you had to go kind of like uh, extinguish yourself, so to speak. You know, it's okay. kind of like psh, you had to step in. You, you, that was it. Thirty years and poof, you were so gone. Like green, but you're dehydrated. Well, that was another one. Who yeah. was Chucky Heston in that one, or was it somebody else in ah. that one? Soiling Green. Who was some of the actors in that one? Well, that, what's another movie that came out back in the seventies too? What was the one with Westworld? Uh, that was silly. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, that was kind of weird, too, with robotics and stuff like that, kind of a yeah. sci-fi thing. But uh, Omega Man. With, oh, yeah. Uh, Omega- oh, yeah. See, so he had a 70 Mustang. 70 Mustang convertible. Convertible, but it had the deluxe interior. It had the deluxe interior. Right. It just drove it right, drove it right off the, the showroom floor, yeah. literally. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I remember of that movie was that Mustang. Go, man, look at that. Where's he going to get gas? Because it's all distillated uh, by now. But... Yeah, it had deluxe interior. So, Soylent Green uh, was uh, Char- Charlton Heston. It was Charlton. That's what I thought. Ch- yeah. Chuck Connors, who was uh, the Rifleman. Yeah, the he rifleman, was in that one too. Okay. The Rifleman. Uh, Brock Peters, Edward G. Robinson. Yeah. I don't remember this, but Dick Van Patten was in there. Dick Van Patten was in there? Yeah, that's yeah. what it says. It says he was one of the ushers. One of the ushers. Yeah. Yep. I was an usher too, but, you know, didn't give me any... Film credit. <laughs> <laughs> I was working in the theater for three years. <laughs> we got another. Com- we got time for another commercial. Yeah, we got a. Uh, we got time for another commercial. Let me see what we got something here. else in there. Um, something that's. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to pick something out. Yeah, I got some stuff written on the bottom there. What do I got in the page? Uh, another yeah, food one. Uh, oh, I, mean, I don't even know what this one is. So we'll play this one. Okay. Let me just cue it up here. Because yeah, I don't know what this is. Oh, I can't. Oh, here we go. Surprise! Surprise! Yeah, I don't. You, this is going to be a surprise to me. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. It's going to surprise me. Oh. Now inside our animal cereal, moose, the color of orange. <laughs> we're in, we're in. We're in post crispy critters. The one and only cereal that comes in the shape of animals. Critters now have orange moose. 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 <laughs> I don't know what orange moose is. You're gonna have to. Color of orange. Go inside the box with the other sugary animals. mostly sugar Here is Ah, here's downtown Dave. Uh, Wait a minute. Automation, automation kicked in. Here we go. for orange moose. Yes. One minute. It's post crispy critters. Critters with orange moose in post treat pack two. Post cereals make breakfast a little bit better. You know whatever what's happened to orange moose? Uh, I don't know, but you know, I guess this in summary, <laughs> skin cancer. <laughs> skin cancer. Yeah. You know, when you stop thinking about it, all those cartoon, all those uh, cereal commercials had catchy tunes to them. That's the common denominator. Catchy I mean, for back then. Yeah, catchy from back then. I mean, yeah. well, even by today's standards, they're actually kind of, you know, they just, if you heard it over and over and over, next thing you know, you find yourself humming it. We, yep. need, we, we need to bring back the jingle. The jingle. That's yep. it. The jingle. When you were in junior high, you and three of your buddies did a quartet on the cereal commercials. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars this evening. It is our four-year anniversary to the date. Wow. I didn't get in to tell the story about how I got roped into this, but uh, 
it was it's kind of interesting. But anyway, I want to thank Alan for hanging out, Cedric for was hanging out. Was it your out. first show a total disaster? Yes. Okay. You can go to the podcast and you can hear it. Okay. Well, it wasn't a total disaster. It was just like Dullsville. Like, really, I totally monitored. Same difference. I had no, I had, I didn't have any, I didn't put any personality into it. You know, it's just, I was just like, blah, 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 whatever. But anyway, um, so anyway, hey, be sure to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, go to our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Gulfstream Motorsports. Next week, we'll probably have a guest. We'll be talking more car stuff. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a musician on. I'm not sure. Who knows? Who knows? We don't know until um, it happens. Yeah, but uh, happy past Mother's Day to all the mothers that listen to our show frequently. <laughs> and, the <fathers. laughs> that was and the father's coming up. But uh, I don't know. I guess that's about it. In the meantime, I guess everybody stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you at some of the car shows, uh, swap meets. Uh, go to our Facebook page. And I got some corny stuff up there on GulfstreamMotorsports.com. I also have some legitimate stuff on Nostalgic Radio Cars, but our events page will tell you some of the events that are going on that uh, you might want to attend. And uh, Cedric, is that is you flaying your hands? Or does that mean we're just about out? Yeah, we're out. Hey, where's okay. that uh, that uh, hey talking the can thing? I'm, I'm just waiting. I'm, it's ready. Oh, it's, it's ready, ready to go. Okay, oh, well, anyway, I'll never forget it. You never forget that. All right. Well, anyway, hey, tune into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Tell all your friends every Tuesday, 7 p.m. for the most legendary, fascinating names in motorsports. motorsports. And now music. Telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you ten dollars if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. All right.